یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے سمیر دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے گسے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 60 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode number 60 Karan, you think that uh, uh, big uh, number. A big number indeed. You think that a round number like this would have a lot of NBA jerseys? No. No. Uh, no? So there's, <laughs> there's only been three people who have won that jersey and um yeah. one of them is some dude named Jonathan Gibson who played for the Celtics this season. That is that is a summary of both the Celtics season as well as the number 60. <laughs> Shout out Jay Gibb. Shout out Jay Gibb and shout out to also Walt Kirk and Dick Ware which is like the most 50s name oh possible God. and Dick they played Ware. for they played for the Indianapolis Jets. I didn't even know that was a team. So uh yeah that's number 60. And could you could you guess who the 1960 champions were? Celtics. Of course. Uh, no research required. No research required. Although I do have the Wikipedia page open in front of me. Um yeah, uh episode number 60. I'm super excited for this episode because it's going to be yes. primarily NBA playoffs based and we're going to have one of our good friends uh Akshay on soon which I'm sure you'll um, you'll talk about a little bit later but before that we've yes. got to get some depressing news out of the way. So uh wh- wh- why don't you take the lead with that? Um are you guys ready to hear Uh, are you guys ready for the letter L, basically? Because that's what's been happening in Indian basketball. We've been taking a whole lot of Ls. Um, the national team played in the common, both national teams, men and women play in the Commonwealth Games um, in Gold Coast, Australia, the last few weeks. Uh, India's men lost to Cameroon after holding a massive, like, 24-point lead in the first half. They lost to England, and then they lost to Scotland, and they're out. English women team. lost to Jamaica lost to Malaysia which have won that game and lost to New Zealand and they're out so um, it's been crappy and then uh, our under 16 team played in the FIBA Asia um, under 16 championship in China and they lost all the games too so Korea Japan and Lebanon L L L it has not I'm been pissed. it has not been it has not been a great time for um, Indian basketball Uh, and yes we could make excuses that some of our best players are injured not playing no experience none of that but like it is it is disappointing um especially after uh, we mentioned in the previous episode that at least the women's team might have a chance they've absolutely got hammered as well yeah. um yeah not not great but uh, shout out to the rest of the indian athlete contingent who who are actually doing pretty well in the commonwealth games but then again it is the commonwealth games the field is not entirely the um the world's most dazzling athletes but that's fine <laughs> medals are medals um <laughs> i think we should move on to more exciting uh, exciting topics karan what do you think yeah so we're recording this on uh, april 13th uh, and i think the playoffs are playoffs are starting at 24 hours maybe a little bit more uh, i think they're starting in about 27 or 28 hours So that is unbelievable. Uh I think by the time you guys hear this we'll probably be one day down. Um and it's it, it is my favorite time of the year. It, this is this is basically Christmas for me. I love everything about the NBA playoffs. I love getting excited. Like I mean the everything else that happens in sports leading up to it. So the NCAA championship and the Champions League this year in football which has been freaking glorious um has been good, but playoffs is my time of the year and I think to 
help us get into a really hardcore conversation about this NBA season, which is already over. It's crazy. The time moves so fast. Uh, talk about the NBA season. Talk about the best performers, and then predict uh, the playoffs ahead. You, you go, this is going to be the most in-depth NBA conversation you're going to hear f- for an Indian audience. Period. This is going to be. We are going to be the best at this job here. Okay. That's so, it. So uh, we are the goats of uh, Indian basketball discussion by Indians. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> Magic, and Bird. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, hang uh, so on that's it. Where's Kobe? Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so that said, um, we're going to bring on a very special guest to talk a little bit more. And uh, here he is, Akshay Manwani. So the playoffs are almost here. Pretty much they'll be here by the time uh, you guys hear this. And uh, of course, you know, the best person to bring on, one of the most knowledgeable minds in... Uh, about the NBA in, in our entire land of 1.3 billion or whatever is uh, Akshay Manwani, NBA India expert, Bollywood biographer, and TV personality. Uh, Akshay, <laughs> Akshay, TV how personality are you doing? first, I think. TV personality f- first and foremost. Um, Akshay, uh, how are you doing? How does it feel to come back to the the audio format after you have mastered the visual format? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great because it hides my white hairs and you know my I I call it the I'm the old man on the on the television show. You know, so it's, it's a, at least it's it's great here. I can pretend and act like I'm as young as you guys. L- listen, we we need uh, mature men on the television show or mature <laughs> okay. people on the on the television because. The, you know, we need someone to know the, the history behind the NBA. You can't just have hot takes based on what LeBron did the last five years. So I really appreciate exactly. Akshay, Akshay bringing like the Michael Jordan information into this whole conversation. You know? Yeah, I feel um, like Akshay is, Akshay is a Michael Jordan's flag carrier in some of these modern day discussions. Uh, good on you, Akshay. I, I'm a hundred percent behind. Thank that. you, thank <laughs> you, thank you, guys. Uh, so uh, Akshay, first of all, before we get into start talking about the playoffs and all of that stuff. Um, you've yeah. been on the Around the Hoop show now for, I would say, be two or three years. You'd be doing it consistently. No, no. Uh, this is uh, now two uh, second season. I started midway through the last season. Okay. Uh, but this season, I've been on the show like pretty regularly. And I remember when you <clears throat> when you first um, started doing it. I remember we talked about it. I don't know if it was on the podcast or if we just talked about it privately. You like there was sort of. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, with any new venture, there was sort of like a learning barrier for you just to get on that format and be prepared to be on screen while giving your opinions, right? Like you and I were both so experienced in writing our opinions that it's a whole yeah. new ball game, literally, to to sort of yes. doing it in front of a camera. Yes, I think. Yes, I think the one of the differences which I I have realized is that uh, in when you write, you can be a little more. Uh, you know, biased in a in a particular way because at the end of the day, you are seen as making an argument which is your own, right? Whereas when you come onto television, you are uh, and especially as an expert, your view has to be a little more tempered and you know moderate because even like you know one of the questions that we had on one of the recent shows was uh, uh, and this was I think after LeBron had that triple double in the mo- average in the month of Feb or March. Uh, and he broke, and he was close to overtaking Jordan's, uh, uh, you know, most consecutive uh, ten-plus uh, yeah. points in a game-scoring record. Uh, that is he now the greatest of all time. And I think you know, even as a die-hard Jordan fan who, as Koshik said, will defend Jordan till you know 
as long as there is life in this body uh, you have to you know sometimes sometimes flip the question around and you know ask viewers who will call in and and agree with you that yes jordan is the greatest sometimes you just have to hear uh, put the question differently that what does lebron need to do to overtake jordan you know so so you have to be a little more moderate you have to present it from the other person's point of view that was something that you know i i have had to you know kind of because you can you have to engage it's a television especially on the show where we get calls it's mm-hmm. not like you are a, your it's one way traffic where you are saying and everything is being received you're mm-hmm. hoping to engage with fans and you know make them also aware and and get in get them also to participate in the discussion mm-hmm. it's different different um, beast compared to uh, being on a podcast with like 50 listeners i guess <laughs> <laughs> well and well all mediums have their own reach and you know uh, i i think podcasts are are you know you all connect with more passionate fans than you know people who perhaps call in on on shows mm-hmm. yeah so so that that was going to be sort of like my sort of last question before koshik takes over with the nba conversation um yeah is that so so we had your co-anchor one of your co-anchors redima pathak um at a few months yes, ago yes i know and um, I know. obviously like amazing conversation uh, she's great and uh, sh- sh- we sort of ended the convers- the the podcast with this uh, pretty like out of the box uh, fact she told us that uh, we're asking about what sort of fans is she seeing like what teams uh, are indian fans starting to support now and beyond mm-hmm. the obvious of you know wherever lebron plays or the warriors she was like oh there are a lot of knicks fans and a lot of lakers fans and lakers i understand yeah. because obviously they they have a uh, they have a history but now we've reached a stage where even to be a laker fan you must at least have been a fan of the game for almost 8 or 9 years because even they yeah. haven't been that successful for a while correct uh, sorry correct. koshik um correct that's so fine. <laughs> that's fine i'm i'm now immune so, to this kind of stuff <laughs> so 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 what what has been your experience of um, what sort of fans are uh, are the new indian nba fans turning towards and especially since you guys have uh, uh uh really turning on the the promotion to the hindi base too yeah. so so have you seen anything interesting um in terms of fandom yeah i think the fans now when they call in on the show they are they they're much more knowledgeable than let's say you know even when you and i first started writing in and you know uh, for the nba and you know i used to get these odd facebook posts you know which were very general saying you all are doing a great job and i you know i uh, it's great seeing two indians uh writing for the N- nba india website those were more general comments but now you know like for last weekend there was a uh, the question that was asked on the show is that which nba player would you look forward to in the post season or you know whose performance are you looking forward to the most in the in the post season and like you know the first very first caller that we had there was a guy called hitesh and he was the caller of the day he actually you know broke down lebron's stats playoff stats and lebron non playoff stats and he said you know and he it wasn't just like mundane stuff like lebron's points per game in non playoff uh, regular season and and playoffs that he was giving stuff like usage percentage and all that so today yeah. the the caller who calls in is much more engaged you know you were talking about guys calling in and supporting the lakers and obviously they've had to been uh, aware of the lakers fortunes for from at least 2008 to 2010 uh, otherwise why would you jump on the lakers bandwagon right uh, so Maybe so you really so, like the ball brothers Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so you know family, you man. have guys 
Correct. Guys are talking about Oklahoma City. Someone is excited about Milwaukee because Giannis is there. It's no longer, uh, you know, when we started writing, I think it was Chicago, Los Angeles, and maybe LeBron in Cleveland, right? There used to But, be. I would say the majority of the comments I used to get, uh, whether or not whatever the article is about, would be Kobe is the goat. That was yeah, like Kobe the, is the goat. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be the argument. I'm like exactly, sure, okay. exactly. Today, guys talk passionately about Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, there is there are arguments being made for Philadelphia, and you know, Utah has done a great job. Miami has done a great job, and you know, teams like Miami uh, and all are not really star-oriented teams in the way a Golden not State is, or, or, yeah. or or even a Milwaukee is with a one-man wrecking crew like Giannis is. So, so it's great to see people making these, you know, kind of calling in, and so the I feel the Indian fan is much more engaged. And the best thing I must tell you, this again, this happened on the last show. Last show we had some amazing calls. There was a guy who call who who was traveling from the U.S. to India, and uh, he called us up, being a Philadelphia native, and said that you know I, I I'm traveling to India currently, and I saw that y'all are covering this game, so I decided to call in. So an American guy was coming to India and calling us on around the hoop, uh, which was like great. Similarly, there was another old elderly man, an Indian, who was traveling to India on a holiday, but who lives in Cleveland, and he said that I have seen Larry Nance Senior play for Cleveland. So I'm from wow. that zamana. Wow. So 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 it's just becoming a lot more real now. It's no longer people who you know, like you said, uh, those two or three teams. Kobe is the goat of uh, is the goat. It's much more, far more engaging than it what it was uh, six, seven years ago. And I'll take a quick tangent because you mentioned Philadelphia. Um, I was at last weekend. I was in Philly for the Indian American Heritage Night. I pointed uh, that out. Yes, I pointed that out to the the crew also because you posted an Instagram post. Philly and, versus. Uh, and that game was Dallas. one of the prime time games in India. Yes, uh, right? Philly um, versus Dallas. Philly versus Dallas and. Uh, the reason I say that, uh, from all the experience I've had, I mean that's not that much experience of of like fan bases in the US, Philly just seems to be the most passionate sports city I've been to. It, anywhere yeah. on earth, I, 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 maybe um, uh, uh, Kashik in Australia, they're they're more passionate about every single sport because the Australians are crazy like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, uh, in the US at least, there's just no more city that loves its sports more than Philly. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And they're obsessed. With the 76ers and and now they're playing well. I got to see Ben Simmons play. That guy is a complete monster. We get into that yeah. later. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and they seemed a hundred percent convinced that LeBron's coming. It, it wasn't a conversation of if LeBron James joins us. It's like oh, when LeBron comes next season, this is how we'll play. Like it's it's a foregone conclusion that he's happening. And it was just such a hilarious uh, little bubble to be in uh, that right. I even caught myself believing it. Like oh my god. If LeBron joins this team, will be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean th- th- that thing is pretty cool. I think the f- the fact that Philly had to endure how many ever shit years that they did to finally have this team that, I mean, I think we That's spoke so about this. We spoke about this yeah. early in the season. Uh, all of us would have expected Philly to be good, but probably not like fifty wins good. It's Uh, it's a bit insane, and I don't I don't blame that uh, that kind of a city, which is known for a for a great fan base, to have you know uh, to kind of expect LeBron to come in. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun uh, when we get to the summer. But but now um, the the reason we're recording the show is to like talk about um, the start of the playoffs and the regular season that just finished and so on. So maybe just before we get to like the awards and the playoffs and all the 
uh, all the beefy bits for, forgive my puns um, indian uh, people who <laughs> don't like beef uh, <laughs> um let's let's just give a little primer and talk about what what do you think that surprised you most about the regular season that's gone by so far so um akshay maybe we'll start with you so what what did you think Le- was uh something that you didn't expect in the beginning of the season i already mentioned uh, my philly philly prediction i didn't think they would be this good at all in fact i thought they'd be a bit overrated even but um i'm i'm mm. here eating humble pie mm-hmm. correct uh well i have two words to answer that question and that those words are indiana pacers you know when we started this season uh, the the uh, nba hindi commentary crew uh, the nba had organized a training program uh and uh, the the gentleman who had come down from the us was the local indiana commentator a guy by the name of chris denari who's been doing indiana games forever uh for the last two decades or so and you know he said you know we are looking to be in the draft lottery i'm excited about the team we have a young team but we'll probably head towards the draft lottery now with having mm-hmm. lost uh, paul george uh so 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 you know that kind of summed up the mood uh chris being represented uh, representative of what indiana fans thought about the team and here they are in fifth position 48 34 no one expected victor oladipo probably the best uh, uh you know two way guard uh, slash forward small forward in the nba uh, today he's leading the league i think in steals also my front runner for uh, uh most improved player also uh and you know to be in fifth position it's just fantastic he lance stephenson uh darren collison uh miles turner uh, sabonis uh, i i think indiana pacers i could not predict I and mean, even if they had been eighth spot uh, uh that would have been surprising but they are in fifth spot you know this is big big really big i i, I don't think uh, i could have guessed uh, uh, that for me was the biggest surprise what about you karan Yeah I I 100% agree with everything Akshay said like the Indiana was my story of the year too just to I I expected them to be a lottery team I expected them to be one of the five or six worst teams in the NBA mm-hmm. um and here they are uh, of course the, you know great great storyline what happened in Utah that's incredible even them finishing fifth in the west is amazing Miami is always like they always play hard and they've taken basically what's you know A, a, a roster of like leftover players really and, and made them into a six seed but uh, like akshay i think indiana has been the best uh, or or like the biggest I, surprise and and you know sorry just one thing i'll add you know this is not a team which has made it to the playoffs with like you know uh, what do you call a uh, 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 42 40 record this is yeah. 48 34 that's well yeah. above 500 in fact they're closer to the 600 mark than they are to the 500 mark they have the exact same record exact same record as the oklahoma city thunder with whom they had those you know exchange of players yes. now yes oklahoma city plays in the western conference and indiana is in the eastern conference but put your hand up if you thought that they will be so much better than 500 or that they will have the same record as a team which has paul george carmelo anthony steven adams and russell westbrook Yeah. yeah, fantastic storyline. If, story if well, anybody puts their hands up for this, they're definitely lying. They're liars. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And you know what else? They're playing Cleveland in the first round, which fine because Cleveland have LeBron James. It's you can just count that as a check. But yeah. you, but I actually think this will be a very underrated competitive series, just because Indiana yeah. don't have that pressure to be bad. You know, like they'll just play hard. Correct. They have nothing to lose. They, they they have a very systematic team so they they, they know their role really well 
they're not going to be... Um, and uh, Ola Depot is just an elite defender. He'll probably make the all-defensive force team. Um, so I actually think it'll be a, a pretty fun series. Cleveland will still probably win, but I, I, I think Indiana will hold their, uh, you know, their, their head up. You think so? I, th- I think it'll yeah. be a sweep, to be honest. Like, I think Cleveland will, Cleveland will really turn it on. But maybe we'll get to like, the matchups and stuff like that a little bit later. Um, let's talk about let's talk yeah. about awards. It's the end of the season, and we've had all this time to evaluate the 2017-18 season in terms of individual accolades. Uh, and maybe we'll start with the absolute big one, Karan. Who is your pick for MVP? Is it going to be a boring? Um, all three of us pick the same person. I think yeah. so. <laughs> it's uh, you gotta just go with Harden. I think this year, not yeah. giving it to Harden inc- requires a a bigger debate than giving it to anyone else. You know, it's just. Yeah. Like if it, and last year Koshik, like you were on the right side of history with Harden. <laughs> I had uh, and Bill Simmons. <laughs> I had picked. Uh, I actually picked Kawhi Leonard last year, uh, just to be yeah. you know. But anyways, I think this year there's no. I honestly think like LeBron's been amazing. Anthony Davis has been amazing, and those guys are probably my next few op- uh, choices. But arguing against Harden is a longer argument than arguing for him. He has been in the, the by far the best regular season team in the NBA. He leads the league in scoring and all the advanced stats point to him being the most efficient player. He is the MVP. Uh, Akshay, what do you think? There's no debate. I think this is the second uh, uh, continuous topic after what surprised us the most. Karan and me are on the same page. Last season, I had a, I had picked up Russell Westbrook. But this year, they're, they're really... I mean, you would, you would not be following the same sport as I if you didn't pick James Harden. Yeah. And, and so that's it's, not it's, to say, you know, like people get uh, like fired up. It, oh, if it, that means we think LeBron's been shit. Like, of course not. It, 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 but you have to choose one. You can't just give everyone a consolatory award. LeBron has had a hell of a season, especially considering it's year 15 for him. Um, correct. But, but, you know, I was reading an article, Karan, just to, you know, kind of add some uh, rather than just moving on that, you know, LeBron, for example, when just before they remade their roster in the month of January, he was kind of tuned out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas Le- uh, James Harden and and the, despite being tuned out, LeBron has put up amazing numbers for if you look at his season numbers in, at the end of it all. But but James Harden has really not been off. Whenever he's been on the floor, right from uh, October to uh, April, he mm-hmm. has been an unstoppable offensive force, and his defense also has been better than what we have otherwise considered of Harden in past seasons. It's- it's actually been a lot better than LeBron's in terms yeah. of advanced stats, which exactly. is uh, which is one of, the, one of the biggest surprises. I never thought I would utter those words, even if LeBron was fifty years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, okay, Kaushik, you have any anything to to uh, pry us in another direction, MVP wise, or do you agree with us? I completely agree with you. Let's just say that for the second year in a row, uh, a bet that I made on James Harden is going to buy me a nice nice dinner somewhere. Uh. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, Akshay, you said Karan and you have been agreeing far too much um, until now, but <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure in the next point, the next award that we're going to discuss, uh, we are going to have different opinions. Uh, I know that you and yeah. I uh, are definitely going to have different opinions on this because we already had a little bit of a preview in uh, on Twitter earlier earlier today. Um, yeah, rookie yeah. of the rookie of the year. So I think like it's it's almost consensus that the top three are uh, in some order for everybody. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, and Jason Tatum. And you think it should be Tatum. Tell us why. 
Well, okay. So now let me. I want to put in two things or two qualifiers over here before I explain why I am picking Tatum. For me, the rookie of the year is not the same thing as the NBA picking the most valuable player. Now, having said that, if I were picking a most valuable player amongst the rookies, I do see the argument for for Donovan Mitchell over Ben Simmons and uh, Jason Tatum. But the rookie of the year, according to me, uh, should be. basically a person you know doing well uh, a player playing in his first season in the nba doing well with the circumstances that he's faced with and i don't think uh, whether it was simmons with philadelphia or uh, uh, utah certainly had a lot more uh, you know with the with the uh, 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 trading and you know the injury to gobert had a lot more of a choppier season than than let's say philly had uh but i think boston was just unbelievable in the circumstances they found themselves from the time that isaiah thomas was traded from that from that team so so when they came into this season uh they only brought back four players from last season i think jalen brown hoford uh, uh marcus smart and and one more player so it was basically an all new roster that they were working with secondly hayward went down uh to begin the in the very first game of the season marcus morris was not there to to start the season right and here was a guy who was 19 years old i mean he turned 20 only in the month of march he turned 20 only in the month of march he's a year and a half younger to ben simmons who had one more year to develop okay he didn't play a game he was a year and a half younger to donovan mitchell and he played as a starter for 80 games this season Boston is the only team compared to Philadelphia and uh, Utah which has a a plus 500 record cumulatively against Golden State, Houston, Portland, OKC uh, and uh, Cleveland and Toronto. They are closest competitors in the East and the Western Conference. Now yes, Jason Tatum is not uh, uh, not carrying the team in the same way that you know a Donovan Mitchell is or Ben Simmons is, but you know those are different philosophies boston philosophy led by brad stevens is you know team basketball uh, uh but certainly donovan mitchell does not according to me i mean you know you you look at this another telling thing i'll tell you in the months of december to january when uh, uh, gobert didn't play for that stretch of month the jazz were 4 and 11 in that stretch the celtics on the other hand from 11th of march onwards after they played indiana they they were already without hayward after that 11th of march came they 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 lost uh, uh, kyrie irving uh, marcus smart and daniel tice that's four players uh, in that stretch from 11th of march till the 12th of april they had a 9-6 record with wins against oklahoma city and a couple of other good uh, playoff oriented teams so despite whatever they did the adversity all of that I think for me Jason Tatum is the rookie of the year uh but more so my point is that it's not a two horse race I think you can put Jason Tatum as your second pick your third pick but he deserves to be uh in the conversation with these two guys I get irritated when people say no that it's only a two horse race that's my uh, point of view Right. Uh, but but you, is your vote still clearly Tatum? come prepared for this uh, argument? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I I I I really do, and you know, the, see, the 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 reason I emphasize on the kind of you know team philosophy, whatever, Tatum is a far efficient scorer than Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell for twenty points per game, 
uh, 20.5 points per game doesn't uh, uh, shoot the ball as well as Tatum does who's about 48% from the field and 43.5% from the three point line so now that's just the philosophy that he is in that you know he can't take more than 10 and a half shots per game whereas whereas the, the uh, Donovan Mitchell for 20.5 points per game takes a little more shots and is not as efficient from the field as Tatum is but those are two separate things i according to me this guy belongs in the conversation he may not be your pick but don't say that it's a two horse race for me he is he is in the race and he is my pick for these reasons that i have outlined all right karan uh, let let's hear your option so i mean it is I, i'm glad to hear that tatum is at least getting he's not my pick so spoiler <laughs> but, but 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 i do agree he has in any other year he would be considered one of the best rookies to ever have a rookie season because he's been incredible and he and and all the points actually made are true he he uh, i think the most impressive fact actually was the fact that he started 80 games that is yeah. unbelievable to start 80 games for for a second seed is is completely amazing you know as a rookie especially and another point i'll make before like i talk about my pick is that what i love about this year's rookie favorites all three of these guys simmons mitchell and um and Tatum is that in in the past few years right too many of the best rookies are actually playing really bad teams they play in yeah. bad teams and they only get picked for rookie of the year because they have good stats in bad teams and yeah. all three guys this year are actually contributing big time to teams who have home court advantage in the playoffs not just uh, playoff teams you know it, it's it's completely incredible um good good point that's a good point that said uh about the age thing tatum uh, akshay the award isn't for the youngest good player to me the age thing is impressive but it 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 doesn't factor with me in the awards at all because you could be a uh, andre ingram for the lakers who's 33 years old but he's still a rookie cuz he played his first game so to me that doesn't it's impressive but it's not like i'm not awarding this based on like my emotion of how impressive it is you know to me it has to be the best performance regardless of what the age is um and i just think ben simmons has had a season for the ages i think what he's done in terms of advanced stats in terms of the per in terms of his plus minus numbers he has probably been the, one of the greatest rookie seasons of of all time actually um he has uh, and where i'll take him over tatum or mitchell is most importantly is the defensive thing i think simmons is already one of the he, he might actually make one of the top two all defensive teams this season as a rookie which we know is like incredibly unbelievable to be a great defender in yes. your first year now i get it ben simmons is technically whatever the purists will say not a rookie but if he's on the ballot he's a rookie i don't care he didn't he played this is the first season he's playing nba basketball so he's a rookie to me um until they change that rule the rule remains um so yeah i i i just think simmons has done a lot more with the and granted yes he he has had embiid so of course they they'll get a better uh, like it's not like he's done it all by himself uh one thing i would say against statum is Kyrie Irving still played 60 games in the season al horford is still one of the best two way bigs in the league so so and so statum i think for the majority of the year was probably the third and sometimes the fourth option on his own team because jalen brown also had uh, you know a big stretch of great games. Uh Donovan Mitchell is again in any other year he'll be rookie of the year. He's so he reminds me of a young Dwayne Wade. He's been completely fantastic. And actually now the more I talk about it this rookie class reminds me so much of the 2003 class where 
LeBron won, but you could have made a real argument for Carmelo Anthony, or some people could make a hipster argument for Dwayne Wade that year too. So I think it's a it, it's a good thing that we have this this debate about this class because it shows how deep this rookie class is. Uh, against Mitchell, again, great, but he doesn't really he doesn't uh, contribute on the defensive end the way Simmons does. So I just think overall what he's able to do carry the team. Be it uh, you know all round machine. I don't want to say triple double machine because the, the Russell Westbrook has sort of cheapened the triple double <laughs> in a way. But uh, yeah, just what he's done, Simmons is overall the his his impact on both ends of the floor has been uh, impressive. Not of just this year's rookie level, but an historic all time rookie level. Um, and so I would I would award him. But at the same time, if it if you make arguments from Mitchell or Tatum, I'm not offended. I think those are good arguments. Alright, yeah. Uh... I think I think I agree in parts with with both of you. So there's definitely these three uh, levels above anybody else in the race. That's that's for sure. Um, now with Tatum, I think the only knock that I have against him being um, not in the top two for me is is that I don't know if he's more of um, he hasn't had to have that single-handedly carrying the team the way that. Mitchell or Simmons has had to. Now that's because he's in a good system. Yes, you can't uh, you can't kind of fault him for that. But I just think that given the hand that they've all been dealt with, uh, we spoke about how these three guys are are not good stats, bad team players. Uh, all three of them have gone on to like quite talented teams, which doesn't happen with rookies before. So um, and even with that, I think just the fact that the entire Philadelphia. Uh, offense and even defense for that matter um, it's kind of built around Simmons in a way that the last time I remember something like this happening is when LeBron came into the league like that guy is such an such an enigma the way he plays everything goes through him he's a six foot eight point guard for God's sake and he doesn't even know how to shoot and that's the kind of impact he's having on a on a team to take them to the third seed um, yes he's got Embiid and Embiid is a once in a generation player as well uh, but I think that like out of these three players, if I had to say that in ten years who will be the best player, that's Ben Simmons. And so, Kaushik, can I just interrupt you one second? Yeah, sure. We again, we're not awarding it on based on potential. Like I agree with your Ben Simmons today thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think we should consider who will be the best in ten years. Like we, had, it's a Rookie of the Year award, you know. It's like the the first year. Like Michael Carter Williams was Rookie of the Year. So, yeah, uh, and he deserved it. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, even if you remove that, I think um, just just the kind of impact that a first-year player, Ben Simmons, yes, um, technically you could say he's second-year, but he's on the court for the first time this year. And just the kind of impact that he has had, um, where everything is built around him, or at least like half of it is built around him, uh, I don't think you could say that for the other two players. Um, yes, Donovan Mitchell has carried the scoring load for Utah, but... That is a pretty like solid team. It's coached by an amazing coach, and he he's known to get you know the best out of everybody. Whereas, like Philly system is Simmons. Yeah, uh, and I think he, that's that's the reason why I would pick um, Simmons as uh, I, I in my opinion like a clear rookie of the year. He he gets the LeBron comparison a lot, but actually I feel let's we go way back. I think he's the, he's the next Magic Johnson in that sense. He's a six foot nine, six foot ten point guard. Can't really shoot that well, but does everything else. Um, but but he, but he plays defense too, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so we'll be. This will be a debate for a long time to come, and 
and i completely I, agree I'm with the both of you in saying that you know this is an amazing class and we haven't even talked about the likes of um Kyle Kuzma and some of these other guys who who have been really impressive for rookies so um yeah i'm really fascinated to see how this class does many many years down the line um, the, the the best thing i the best thing i love about ben simmons is that the guy uh, of course doesn't have a mid-range jumper or a three-point shot i think he's taken only some 11 attempts for the entire season from beyond the arc yeah and hasn't made a single one but the, for despite all that he's shooting 50 plus uh, plus 50% from the field that's that's insane can, i i can't i can't believe that and and you know like uh, it might eventually end up being philadelphia's achilles heel in the playoffs I, I, yeah, my, my prediction I, I, Yeah I think there will be a lot of hacker simmons happening yeah. I I I just see that you know because if the 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 very fact that everything on the offensive end orchestrates from him handling the ball and and running the plays if just people start fouling him in the back court it's it is yeah. going to be, it is going to be a problem Definitely definitely it will be really interesting to see how Philly does in the post season but let's let's shift our focus to another award I think there could be a debate a po- Uh, a potential debate here as well uh, but let's hear what you have to say akshay who is your defensive player of the year well you know actually i'll be surprised if you guys disagree with me <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i i think here i will go with uh, uh, you know rudy gobert i think gobert uh, once he came back in i think he came back in mid jan uh, after he missed that 15 game stretch between december to jan I think Utah's defense was on an altogether different plane and you know from the fact that they made the turnaround from 1928 and finished with a well over a, a 500 record it's is because of their defense and which is why I disagreed when I had that Twitter thread today about who's the rookie of the year I don't agree that Donovan Mitchell is the most important player yes. on the the Utah roster it is Rudy Gobert yes. if Gobert doesn't play for them there is no way that team uh, gets to the kind of record they may still make it into the uh, they may not even make it to the playoffs because you know the 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 eighth team today in the in the western conference which is the minnesota timberwolves is is 47 35 yeah. uh, which is just one game removed from utah mm. so so i according to me it's gobert and gobert has just done a terrific job of guarding the paint and uh, uh even i believe you know uh, 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 players aren't shooting the three ball as well as when he uh, jumps out to the three point line or has to jump out to the three point line so gobert for me is the defensive player of the year do you agree karan you know this is actually more than even rookie of the year more than anything this is the one award i've like thought about the most it's uh-huh. just the it, this has tortured me more than anything else because for gobert is has been when on court the best defender in the nba and i don't think it's close i don't know mb's been pretty good too um but he's played 57 games and that just bugs me i i don't know why like that seems like i sort of have an imaginary cut off at 60 or something more than that um, but hasn't uh, current just sorry before you yes. complete your point hasn't somebody won an mvp award previously for 59 games if i remember this correctly because we you were know. talking about this last season i remember someone winning an mvp award for 59 games mvp award for 59 games i i honestly don't remember i would find that pretty i i i i'm i'm i think we someone was on the ballot despite being 59 games so what i mean by gobert playing only 57 is that 
I don't think it means that he he's un he's just disqualified from the conversation. I just means I will take some points off of him for okay. for the fewer games he plays. So who's your who's um, your pick then? I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going with Anthony Davis. I just think what Anthony Davis has done with the team, he's been he's played almost every game this season. I mean, considering how um, uh, how injured he always is all the time, he's uh, he's played uh, he's played seventy five games this season. He has carried this team defensively. He's the only real good defender. Like even if we count, even if Cousins had played all season, Cousins isn't a defensive player at all. And um, I think Davis has done the most amount of damage on both ends of the. Okay, let's not let's forget the offensive end. I just think he, to be able to take the Pelicans, which is pretty much a shit show of a roster, to where they are, um, they not they don't have the same structure that uh, Quinn Snyder has in Utah or Brad Stevens has in Boston. We should give a shout out to like everyone in Boston. To Al Horford is another great defender all season. You know, um, I think Anthony Davis was the best individual player in a bad defensive team. He was able to turn a bad defensive team into. Above decent, whereas the other two guys took a good defensive system and made it elite. Um, okay, can I just uh, can I yes. just interrupt uh, you guys? Uh, I'm just looking at stats here. The Utah Jazz, uh, after 82 games, are number two on the defensive rating ladder, 101.6 uh, yes. rating. Uh, and the Pelicans, for whom uh, Anthony Davis, as Karan mentioned, played 75 games. I'll I'll go with Karan's information. Is 13th on the defensive rating scale, uh, yes. which is 105.6. And then, if we were to put in an, uh, a filter, let's just say that you know that we we look at this from the first of February onwards, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we, we look at it up to the 12th of April, which is when the regular season ended. Mm -hmm. uh, Utah's defense then come improves to 96.9. New and uh, number one, and New Orleans from that same period is at number four, but with a seven-point margin, hundred and three point four. So, I, I'm glad you said that because that actually helps me solidify my Anthony Davis point even more. Because if he didn't play for that team, they would probably be thirtieth in throughout the season. They probably be one of the four or five worst defensive teams in the league. And and for them to actually get up to four is. It, And that's after and uh, uh, Demarcus Cousins went out. That same filter, that actually impresses me even more for what Anthony Davis was able to do. Um, Koshik, what? Where do you stand here? Uh, I think like I will end up taking a little points off Anthony Davis because until Demarcus Cousins got injured, we kind of did not see this version of Anthony Davis. I I, I probably disagree with you in saying that he was still the main main defender on that team before that happened. I think that they were still trying to figure it out. Cousins was defending way better than he has ever done in his life, uh, but they were a pretty average defensive team until then. It's only after the Boogie Cousins injury that, um, like, they figured out their system. They figured out that um, Anthony Davis is a, is a great like last man defender, uh, and it also helped. I think that Drew Holiday has had like one of the best defensive uh, seasons uh, among this among the seasons players. So. Um, In my opinion, Anthony Davis's case isn't as strong as the other two. Um, mm -hmm. Now, between Embiid and Simmons, again, I think sorry, not Simmons. Between Embiid and Gobert, Gobert, I think that Gobert is the one that that really sets the tone for the Utah team. The fact that he's around there enables the rest of the team to play a a different type of defense, uh, allowing Gobert to be like the last man who cleans up and makes make sure that um, the rim is protected in like the most 
old school of fashions and um <laughs> what akshay said 96 points per possession given to be the top ranked defensive team is a ridiculous number in today's yes. fast paced nba just yeah, allowing 96 yeah. points it's mind blowing yes. it's unbelievable and, uh, the, yeah unbelievable and karan uh, since you brought that point up that you know this solidifies your argument that from feb when i was looking at it utah jumps to mm-hmm. number 1 and new orleans jumps to number 4 i've also run a filter for uh the defensive rating for teams between 16 december 2017 to 17 jan to uh, 2018 which is that 15 game stretch that gobert missed mm-hmm. uh in that stretch of games the new orleans pelicans were 14th at mm-hmm. 105.8 but utah mm-hmm. dropped all the way down to number 27 wow yes. so yeah. that's, that's so the kind I, of impact so, i think so that impact uh, that gobert had Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I, to me I think it's it's uh, it's it's Gobert which is why I said that I would be very surprised if any of you all picked anyone other than Gobert but also another name that I liked but unfortunately injury cut his season short and this is not to say that I'm changing my uh vote here but I also thought Andre Robertson was terrific yes. with his defense yes. uh or while he was uh before the injury for Oklahoma yes. City. Yeah. Uh, he uh, would have definitely been in my final 3 had he been uh uh available for all the majority of the season or all 80 uh, 82 games i i completely you know like i wouldn't mind gobert like if my argument for gobert my only argument for gobert as i started is the games played he is clearly the best defender in the Correct. or at least this season then be and it's it's a very like wrangling like self censoring in a way that i am picking I, i'm up subtracting some marks on gobert but if he wins all again i'll be i'll be happy with it yeah uh, and i think m- my logic for these kind of awards is very similar to how i would evaluate something like an uh, an mvp just on the defensive end like if you are such a good defender that your entire team's defensive level or capability goes up an extra notch like yeah, ricky rubio jay crowder some of these guys are really good defenders themselves but if they've got uh rudy gobert protecting the protecting the ring just imagine how how much more um useful they can be as defensive players and, and i think that if yeah. you can have that kind of yeah. effect uh, that should definitely count for a lot more yeah all right uh, we've got three more awards so i think we can quickly run through at least the next two um yes yeah pretty pretty safe to say that everybody's got oladipo as their most improved player yeah i, I mean for yeah. me yeah oladipo is like the difference between indiana finishing where they finished and perhaps not making it to the playoffs absolutely yeah, yeah. just to quickly say that like he'll be usually this award is like very thorny and complicated and what does most improve mean and blah 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 it's ola depo yeah. this year yeah <laughs> that that's about as much time we should spend on that yeah. particular award <laughs> uh, i think even sixth man should be pretty straightforward in my opinion maybe like one or two uh candidates here um akshay quickly who is your sixth man for the season again uh uh lou williams for me was like you know uh pretty uh the difference between the la clippers being relevant almost till the end of the season despite you know this was another boston like team but without the stars in a sense because they yeah. had injuries right from the beginning yeah. milos teodosic gallinari beverly then the trading that happened So it was just a crazy season new players came in and yet Lou Williams kept them relevant right till the end I think they 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 got eliminated only 2 or 3 days before the end of the regular season mm. So for me it's Lou Williams 
Yeah, I did, did, this is the award I thought the least about. I, I, I did zero research. It's Lou Williams. And just want to go on like a, sim- a comment about uh, what the Akshay mentioned about the Clippers. Was anyone honestly surprised that the team had all these injuries? Like they got together this roster <laughs> in the beginning of the season. Everyone just had broken broken bones or like, yeah, like, had, had like a, a, a really questionable history. So um, yeah, I'm not. Dog the coach is way better than dog the executive. <laughs> yeah, that's away. true. That's true. Uh, Koshik, the, the most surprising factor about the Clippers season is that they managed to find someone to take on that Blake Griffin contract. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My my answer is the same. Maybe like Eric Gordon has has a bit of a shout, but I think Lou Williams has been uh, has been playing at a at a slightly higher level, so um, there's not much of a case for uh, anybody else. Um, last last award that we can speak about before we get to um, a quick playoff sort of. A prediction is the coach of the year. Uh, this could again, I think, be potentially highly debated. And in my opinion, I think like the quality of coaches in the league right now is probably better than it's ever been, at least in yes. my lifetime of following. Um, yes. Just the fact that there are like you could you could name six or seven candidates and they'd all be yeah. worthy. Um, but uh, if you had to pick one. Uh, which is the case that all voters have to. Um, who who is your pick, Karan? Um, you you are a hundred percent right. This was also one of the most like difficult things to pick because there's so many good coaches, you know. And again, the argument comes: Oh, did you make a great team even better? Like which Dwayne Casey did, you know, he took a team that was really good and make it made it so much better. Or did you do something with very little, like what Brad Stevens has done or what Quinn Snyder has done in a way? Or Nate McMillan, or Kelly Scott, or Eric Spolstra, and then let's not forget Greg Popovich, who basically took like a roster that otherwise any other coach would, this would have been a non-playoff team, not just non-playoff. This would be a non-playoff team in the Eastern Conference, I think, <laughs> which is you have to be really yeah. terrible to be. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens had to suffer the most amount of like uh, changes over through the course of the season. The most amount of like you know like you, you start the season with a plan. And then you you're ready for a few things changing, but everything changed for the Celtics. And there was a point where they were playing with like three or four players who who like I'd never seen before, like G League players who were just bought into the team. There was a time where, except for Tatum, the entire starting lineup was different from the season opener starting lineup, and he still managed to keep them second in the East above. Um, and I know it's still the East, and Philly was a young team, and, and the Cavs were sort of a mess. But still, like it was a very impressive record. They almost finished first. Actually, they came very close to if they beaten Toronto in that one game, they would have almost been uh, uh, contesting for the number one spot in the East. So based on that, I'll give it to Brad Stevens. But again, this is one of those awards that if you choose Snyder or Casey or anyone else, I'll uh, I'll, I'll buy. It. Uh, Akshay, what do you think? Uh, Karan, very much on the same page as you. I, I mean, and also maybe I might have a different view tomorrow if we were to have this yes. uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, but today it's Brad Stevens for me, and for all the reasons that you mentioned, uh, this man went into the off season thinking that he will have a team which will have Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, but then had to readjust on the fly with seven rookies. Seven rookies. Amazing. Okay. When Hayward yeah. went down. Marcus yeah. Morris was not available for him uh, uh, at the start of the season for the first eight games. Uh, guys like Marcus Smart got injured. Jalen Brown missed, uh, missed a bunch of games due to concussion in the month of March. 
uh, uh, Daniel Tice got eliminated, and I think you know, unlike let's and say, you're missing uh, Kyrie, big, of course. Yeah, Kyrie has been unavailable. Uh, 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 unlike a, a Quinn Schneider, you know, who I again I think in Utah, Gobert is the is the main difference maker. In Indiana, it is Victor Oladipo. All these coaches have very relevant. Uh, uh you know kind of claims being coach of the year but i think gobert uh, 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 uh in uh, jazz, in the jazz similarly uh, victor oladipo down in in utah popovich has always been great uh, we can't pin the uh, the uh, the uh, the team success on any one player but still lamarcus put up great numbers mm. but in boston the the main thing was other then for all that you said you know guys like you mentioned gershon yabusele but guys like terry rozier improved dramatically yes, under so brad stevens yes. we heard uh, greg monro you know after he's been traded and came to boston in in the 26 games that he's played he's averaging pretty good numbers off the bench for that team and i cannot help but believe that's all because of brad stevens jason tatum jalen brown uh, guys like uh, abdul nader jabari bird uh Shane Larkin I mean he's got these guys to deliver in I I don't understand how like you know one of the commentators said on one of these games that if if you took two guys in the building and you took the remaining three people on the commentary crew uh Brad Stevens would still find a way of getting that team to deliver <laughs> so so for me it's Brad Stevens and he's only 41 you know again I think age is never the deciding factor but it is an important factor because with every year that passes mm-hmm. we gain experience so which he's, is why brad is younger than he's younger than vince carter i think probably that's which interesting is, which is yeah. like you know he is it's 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 mind blowing first of all that and, i feel older vince every, carter for every every year under him boston has boston's record has improved he started 2557 to what is his best season here as Celtics head coach Kaushik do you, uh, are you complicating this conversation in any way a little bit maybe <laughs> uh, I, i think like the top 3 for me are um Quinn Snyder Brad Stevens and my my winner is Dwayne Casey I think yeah. like Brad Stevens is an is an excellent coach and everything that you guys said completely holds true uh, but I think it takes a special kind of coach to to take a team that's probably achieved more than they ever did until the point of last season but yeah. clearly found that they had probably reached the end of some road and yet this team was kind of reinvented and they've performed better than they ever have before uh demar derozan has reached new levels of playmaking i think that he could have qualified for most improved in like a different scale where someone goes from really good to like really really good um and he he's just got that bench unit playing like um they've got they've got a certain energy that makes it different this season so with the raptors you you thought of them as a team that kind of um flat track bullied some of the eastern conference teams and when it came to uh when it came to the playoffs they just choke and die and i think that they are different this time they yeah. they are a much more you know all-round sort of team they move the ball they play in a completely different fashion compared to last year with more or less the same squad and i think if you're uh, uh, just to bring that age argument back if you're a 50 something year old person uh, to kind of green light that kind of a change and even though if you may not be the one to lead it and implement it directly he's got a, he's got like 
Masai Ujiri and like they, they apparently had like a new offensive coordinator and stuff like that. Even with all that, like it is the coach's responsibility at the end of it, and I think he should get some serious consideration for reinventing the Toronto Raptors and not. Uh, uh, Koshik, just to add, in fact, like I said, you know, uh, and as Karan also said, it it could be any one of six to eight Absolutely. to ten. perhaps mm. coaches in this league and let me say this that Dwayne Casey the like you said you know the age thing it can work both ways because for a elderly man to change his ways like you know it, it's it's much more difficult than for a younger guy to buy yeah. in right yeah. uh, like akshay you are less likely to uh, <laughs> consider lebron over jordan <laughs> yeah 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 then dwayne so, casey is so, to uh, move yeah. to a three point shooting team right like i really thought after last season he would be fired and you know what are they doing is this more of old wine in a new bottle but no he's really served new wine toronto yeah. plays at a much faster pace compared to last season uh, they they shoot the three ball a lot more they're not necessarily a great three point shooting team but they shoot the three ball a lot more and again like what we said about Brad Stevens that we've heard the heard the likes of Gershon Yabusele uh, Abdul Nader uh, Kadeem Allen similarly for toronto i mean you know we now know the likes of a Pascal Siakam a Van Vliet uh uh you know uh, cj miles coming off the bench you know and cj, CJ kilometers cj kilometers <laughs> so it's it's valentunis is a double double machine today yeah. in toronto they defend well I, i really think that you know if toronto has to beat cleveland uh which they now will have to play them if cleveland gets the better of uh, indiana in the in the semis then this is actually the best toronto outfit uh than in se- seasons before because it is different it's not uh, uh, uh toronto 2.0 or toronto 3.0 this is something totally different that toronto is going to throw at cleveland this season absolutely and all marks to doing kc for that 100% uh all right so that was a that was a really solid discussion on the awards um but let's quickly before because the playoffs are coming in um akshay if you had to pick the series that you are, first round series that you are most excited for uh, what is what is your pick ooh well uh, I, so so let me just very quickly say this i don't think any team which reaches the finals this season is going to have a 12-0 12-1 kind of run <laughs> yes. most of the series yeah. are going to be much more competitive unlike last year how cleveland and golden state reached uh, the that several interesting series but i think i think in the western conference if you ask me oklahoma city utah will be fascinating because it will be westbrook's you know ability to whether can he can he share the ball or does he decide to take the game over at the end which is a recipe for disaster versus utah and or the defense that they play that will be a fascinating series uh, equally boston versus milwaukee team oriented basketball style with all the injuries that they have uh, and and milwaukee being a one man you know show uh yanis i think that will be fascinating but uh, other than that as as closely contested the others will i'll probably go with the higher seed in all other series what about you karan yeah uh, i i have the exact same answers actually uh i think okc utah will be just the most interesting fun series it's such a clash of styles and philosophies and 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 they you know you could make a legit argument about either one so I, that was a of the most difficult for me to predict and actually I, i'm actually predicting uh, upset in the milwaukee boston series that's the only upset yeah. i'm calling for yeah. actually yeah. Uh, boston's been amazing but when it comes to the playoffs i think the the best player in the series is going to like this is going to be yanis's moment um yeah 
But otherwise, uh, the Pelicans and uh, Trailblazers will be a fun series. Uh, Toronto, Washington will be fun because Toronto are always a bit shaky. You know, they're going to lose that. Gold, Golden State, San Antonio Gold will be Antonio. a great series. I read an amazing tweet that won't it be just so Popovich that uh, that he now brings Kawhi Leonard and he's been healthy yeah, and yeah, this even whole time. And he, he's there for game one without and, and Warriors don't have Steph Curry. And all of a sudden, it's like they're in trouble, which will be really yeah. funny if it happens. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm going to go with OKC Utah. Excellent, excellent. I, I think I, I agree with you guys um, on OKC Utah being the absolute best series that I'm excited about. Um, Alright, if you had to predict, Akshay, uh, which two teams do you see coming out of each conference and who wins the championship? Actually, we, we, we must mention that we've gone 50-something minutes and we haven't once spoken about the Golden State Warriors until Karan mentioned it recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who, who do you think comes out of the West? Who do you think comes out of the East? And who do you think takes it out? Yeah, well, I'll 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 answer that question with an asterisk. I think if Curry is back after the first round and uh, and he's fit, uh, I I don't see anyone other than Golden State. No matter how well Houston has played, I don't see anyone other than Golden State emerging from the West. They might have a couple of tough series, the Warriors against the Rockets, the first round. But if Curry is uh, fit and fighting, uh, uh, I see Golden State playing uh, the finals with. You know, the East is hard because I, I would have picked Cleveland, but I also like Philly. Philly plays good defense. Joel Embiid, if he's back, I think they will probably be the hardest team for, for uh, Cleveland to beat. So, I, I, I'm reluctant to pick a team in the East. But if Curry is, if, if Curry is not fit, okay, uh, or is not available or is like a much reduced version of, of Steph Curry, like how Kyrie Irving was in 2015, then, then it'll be Houston versus one of these teams in the East. And again, you know, I don't think Houston is also going to have it easy. They will have hard series, uh, let's say just the West semis, where they'll probably run into uh, OKC uh, should they beat the Jazz. So, so it's going to be very hard to predict. And I certainly don't want to sound foolish and say emphatically mm -hmm. that, you know, it's going to be A or B team from the East and the West. Listen, you're here to sound foolish. Come on, make a choice. Yeah, this make is, a pick this and stick. This is not. That's what we do here. Well, we don't. I say foolish well, all the time, say, and I forget them. I would say, I would say, Golden State and and you know Cleveland play a fourth consecutive final since you all are pressing me. <laughs> um, you're uh, you're 100% right, Akshay. That like this is gonna be a very very difficult to predict playoffs compared to last year. The whoever makes it out is going to come out with some cuts and bruises. You know, like it's going yeah. to be a difficult journey up. And one thing that this sort of last few months has proven to me, and this is something we all sort of knew but took it for granted, is just how damn good and valuable Steph Curry is. Steph yeah. Curry to me is the reason that the Warriors became one of the greatest teams of all time. And, yeah. uh, and, and just the entire philosophy of what he's able to do, even if he's only having 14 or 15 points in a game, He's going to end up being the best, like, plus-minus guy in the game. You know, just because yeah. of the way he changes it on the court. Um, yes. I, I'm just going by what we know, that Steph Curry will be back. Like, I, I think he's apparently healthy now, but they're going to hold him back to be fully healthy another few weeks. So, um, based on what we know, I, I think the Warriors are still the team to beat. Uh, Curry is going to return, and all of a sudden, we, all our uh, preoccupations and sort of fears about... Warriors not really caring. I think the Rockets being the Rockets being better than them in the season 
is actually going to be the yeah. fuel they need. I think the Warriors are bold, and I think now that they have something to aim at, is going to motivate them. Now that said, I feel bad like taking the only reason we're taking points off the Rockets, who have just been by far the best team in the regular season, is just because we all of because of the past, what happened with Harden and Chris Paul and the Anthony teams, and and I feel really like bad being that way. And in any other year, if if the juggernaut of the Warriors didn't exist, I think the Warriors, uh, I think the Rockets would be my champions. But I think right. um, this year the Warriors do exist, and I I think the Warriors will be healthy, so they'll get to the finals. And from the East, I'm gonna sort of take a curveball, and I think the Raptors are actually gonna win this year. I think this is the year that the Raptors finally defeat the Cavs. I love what LeBron has done, but there's that team just plays zero defense. It's not even bad defense. It's near. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and LeBron could uh, put up like 40 point triple doubles in every game, and still not win that series. And I know this sounds stupid because beating LeBron James four times in the Eastern Conference hasn't been done since 2010. I feel that's insane to say that out loud, right? Uh, but I think this will be, finally be the year that the Raptors overcome it. Um, and I think they make the finals. So I'll, I'm taking the Warriors over the Raptors in the uh, this year. Uh, Koshi, what do you think? Uh, that is a pretty hot take, uh, Karan. I, I did not, I don't, I did not come here expecting you to pick the Raptors over uh, the Cavaliers. I've, I've been eating a lot of hot samosas recently. You know, that's <laughs> the thing that are these are these the ones you picked up from Bollywood Night? <laughs> no, this one, Bollywood Night had good samosas though. That yeah, yeah. Sorry, just. <laughs> Maybe it is the remnant of the Bollywood samosa, but anyways, go on. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> yeah, that that went off track. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think um, I I think I have to pick Golden State from the West uh, until until we see otherwise about Steph's injury or or just the fitness of their team in general. I feel like they've they've been bored. They we'll see a new level of theirs that. Uh, we saw towards the end of last season when they played Cleveland, they were just unstoppable. It's one of the best, best playoff teams we've seen in a while. Uh, and we kind of took it for granted because they swept through everybody. And I think we'll see we'll see that kind of a level again um, when they are back. And especially when uh, when the likes of Houston, when, when they face them and the challenge demands them to, to reach that level, uh, I think they've got it in them. And they'll show us why they're the best best team in the league. Uh, but if in the off chance that um, Houston does defeat Golden State, I actually think that they'll end up losing to Cleveland on the other side. So uh, if it's if it's Golden Ooh. State, if it's Golden State that plays Cleveland, uh, Golden State is winning. If it's Houston that plays Cleveland, um, then LeBron's getting his next chip. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but you're picking Cleveland from the Eastern Conference, caution. Oh, hundred percent. I can't. Uh, I like I, that is something that I would bet my non-existent house on. Who? <laughs> 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 okay. 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 Uh, excellent. All right, guys. Uh, I think that that was a the absolute solid playoff preview and discussion. Yeah, it was great. It was great season. talking hoops. Yeah, uh, it's uh, as it always is when when you are uh, on our podcast actually. So thanks for uh, thanks for coming on our show again. I think this is like the fourth time, isn't it? Fourth or fifth time? Fourth time, yes. Yeah. Fourth time. Fourth time. All right. Uh, we, we Four will, championships. We will have number five soon, and then uh, eventually number six. And sure. We can be greater than George. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you already greater than LeBron. So. Um, Akshay, um, so 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 what's what's ahead for you now uh, for the playoffs with um, with the NBA? Well, uh, uh, Hindi co- uh, we're doing Hindi commentary. We're doing the 
around the hoop the exciting news is that uh, we are going to be showing uh, right through the month of march and the first weekend of april the nba showed uh, prime time games on on sunday night uh, which was uh, you know uh, covered over here and we also had hindi commentary for those games and we're also for the first time ever having an nba playoff game being covered on sunday night prime time which is boston versus milwaukee uh, on this sunday night game 1 uh and so i'm just like terribly excited i've been making notes because i i think i'm going to be doing commentary for that game so just very excited because you know bringing a playoff game vis-a-vis bringing a regular season game uh is like two as you know it they are two very differently emotionally charged experiences uh so so I, the the fact that the indian audience will be able to see that uh at at 10:30 in the night which is you know a great time to watch sport uh will just be f- uh, fantastic Really looking forward to that, Akshay. Um, please, please watch Akshay on uh, Around the Hoop. Listen to his commentary on Sony Six. Follow him on Twitter. He's uh, one of the hardest working minds in uh, in basketball in India, really. Um, so, thanks a lot again, Akshay. Thanks for joining us. And uh, thank you, guys. You An absolute pleasure. And uh, yes, let's keep the banter going and the conversations flowing right through the end of this season and for the seasons to come. So I want to thank Akshay Manwani for helping us uh, round up this regular season and talk about the playoffs. And um, it's always great to have Akshay because he's so much more prepared than us that he really makes us like up our game. You know, I know, right? Like he's he had so many of those stats rattling off his head. He had facts. Um, he, yeah, he, he, his like TV experience is really showing the fact that you know he has to be on top of his uh, on top of his game because all the time. We're all about opinions. That's right. Shit opinions sometimes. <laughs> Uh, opinions on hot, hot, hot takey opinions on other times, but uh, hot samosa takes. Hot samosa takes. That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, we're we're glad to have always talked to Akshay. Uh, you know, he, he's he's an amazing person to chat to. Uh, if it was possible, we could have had like a three-hour-long episode, but I think we took pity on the listeners and um, ended it at little more than an hour. <laughs> so, um, alright, guys. Uh, as always, thanks so much for tuning into Hoop Darshan. Uh, 60 episodes and and strong uh, still so um, thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in for subscribing for uh, you know for uh, liking our pages and so on so, uh, without your support uh, I, i don't think we'd go, we'd keep going so um, thanks again and until next time then #indiabasketball